Uh, but you saw the movie last night. Did people cheer when it when the when the credits ro- began? Yeah, or, or the not the credits, but the title scene, the title sequence. Oh yeah, and there was clapping at different points, like when Harrison Ford shows up and stuff. When they see this, the ship. These are not these are not spoilers. These are th- yeah. we will not give away spoilers. Just things that everybody uh, that has been shown in, in the teasers or has been talked yeah. about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, we somehow, I don't even know how we got tickets, because I bought my tickets on Thursday morning, um, because they happened, the theater nearby us happened to add an extra show, like, right when I logged on to check you to see are if there so was lucky. any tickets, it was very lucky. So like, mine had like, no line in there, all these other ones, I mean, we didn't see it in 3D. Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, yeah. Was that, was it cool? I was, didn't, uh... It was amazing. It was, yeah. I mean, you know how, look how beautifully it was shot with like the... Um, the scaled shots where you see like one small person in this enormous like yeah, ship landscape. or vast mm-hmm. space. Oh, I love it. That would be really cool. You know, I was just like, however I need to see it, I'll see it. So. Oh yeah, I agree. I'm gonna see it again for sure. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of yeah, a lot of great characters, but Oscar Isaac, man, I love that guy. Also, he the, was great. Well, the BB-8 droid was cool. Yeah. Oh, he I, he reminded me of our dog. <laughs> <laughs> I think that yeah, or it is. reminded me of our dog. Uh. The resistance. Anyway, I guess so, they're the rebels anymore. They're the resistance. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. American Horror Story. <laughs> American Horror Story. Ah oh, shit. Well, this is um, episode ten we're talking about today. She gets revenge, which is of course the um, first episode we're gonna get for the rest of the year. Did you, Until... you want to intro it? The show, our show. Oh yeah. I guess I, or I'm just jumping into it without even, anyway. <clears throat> Hello, everybody, and welcome to This American Horror Story, the unofficial FX, uh, unofficial podcast about the FX hit show American Horror Story. I am your host, Tyler Moss, here with my co-host. Chris Eustead, fresh from uh, Star Wars, as we were just talking about. Yeah, fresh fresh from Star Wars. That's part of why we're recording on a Saturday morning and drinking coffee. So yep. cheers to that. Cheers. Hazelnut creamer over here. Mine's black, but look what my mug says. Right like a motherfucker. Oh, that's cute. And it's in the shape of a heart. Yeah. I like it. Ah, uh, well... As I was saying before, <laughs> she gets revenge. I believe is the title of this episode, episode ten, the first one we're going to get for the rest of the year, or the last one. The last one, the yeah. And and the, I, I, at first when I started watching this, I was like, wait, isn't this last episode? But last episode was she wants revenge, and this one is she gets revenge. If anyone else was confused by that, I looked it up for you. Yeah, I looked. I, I noticed <laughs> that too. Yeah, she wants revenge, and she gets revenge. Um, before we, I want to address a few interesting comments we had um, before we dive into this episode. Um, but from last time, of course, we always invite you guys to join the conversation, both on Facebook at facebook.com slash thisamericanhorrorstory, and uh, by emailing us at gmail, thisamericanhorrorstory at gmail.com. And of course, you know, rate us and review us on iTunes or whatever. We, we greatly appreciate that and appreciate your time. Uh, anyway, so uh, we had a really good email from Chelsea that had some interesting theories that we had missed from last time that I wanted to discuss. 
The first being, what we didn't notice last time is that, or I guess this is maybe two times ago, when Tristan dies. is like two episodes ago now, I think, right? Maybe three. Um, it's, but this, I thought this was an interesting point. When Tristan dies, he's the first vampire and the only vampire we see killed. Mm. The, I mean, that is, that is up until now in this episode when we see Natasha and Valentino killed, of course. Right. And I think that's kind of surprising for... Uh, it was surprising in the moment because when even though they're not called vampires, you think vampires are indestructible, but without, like, certain tools. Well, and I think it had been implied by the Countess that, like, people, you know, could still... Die. Be shot. Um, well, now that I think about it, actually, isn't Ramona's... Wasn't Ramona's boyfriend a vampire that she shoots she in the was, head? I think she was just turning him or something, or maybe just had maybe, turned him. So I think he might have been, but the thing is... This, so Tristan is the only one we've seen actually die in the Cortez, though. Right. Which normally, you know, you'd think maybe he had unfinished business and he would return. But this is this is an interesting point that Chelsea made, is maybe, you know, people who have the blood virus are not able to come back like some others. But then again, I don't know if that's true either, because Iris is about to... Well, never mind. Because um, it's Liz Taylor who's about to kill herself, and she's not a vampire, and Iris stops her, not the other way right. around. I mean, I think the takeaway for me was that Liz, or sorry, that Tristan shows us that you can die by just regular ways um, in, in the real world. Like, you are mortal, but you do have, like, immortal youth until you die. <laughs> But do you think that Tristan will come back at any point in time? Or, I mean, oh, right, right, right. That's the, yeah. That's or that the he question. could have came back, I guess. I don't think he will. I don't think he will either. And I don't know. Business. <laughs> I, I think that I don't. I don't know that vampires are excluded from the fact that they could come back with unfinished business. But it seems to me like the introduction of Valentino, obviously immediately after the leaving of Tristan, was sort of um, to counteract that. Yeah. Uh, unless they bring Tristan back at the very end to like have a dramatic ending with Liz or something like that, you know. Right. Um, I don't think that we'll actually see him. I mean, obviously, after this episode, we're kind of Finn Wittrockless till the end. Supposedly, right. You know, supposedly. I didn't see him in any of the previews. So, anyway. Interesting um, point to consider. Now, I want to jump into She Gets Revenge. Who's she? I mean... If we look at the end of the episode, it seems it's Iris and Liz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I can really think of. Yeah. I think that it, I think that's right, because last time, the people who wanted revenge were Ramona and the Countess. Mm-hmm. And neither of them get their revenge. Yeah. Not in the end, really. Well, I mean, the Countess kind of does temporarily, because she locks up Ramona. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's I guess it's just we're we're talking about Liz and uh, and um, Iris. There's three very distinct storylines that are kind of interwoven in this episode, and I have to say, uh, more so in the past, I thought they were well woven together. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty. So good. I'm gonna embark on the Liz Taylor storyline first then we'll talk about Liz Taylor then we'll talk about John Lowe and Alex and then we'll move on to the Countess and kind of how that obviously culminates tying it all together so in kind of the cold open to this episode um, we have a little bit of kind of noir narration from Liz Taylor Uh, she talks about everything new fading I don't know about you have you seen you've obviously seen Red the Outsiders no that book from when you were a kid I never um, did. I never did. What is it? Oh my gosh. 
Oh, it's like it's like a, it was a novel that was written uh, maybe the '80s or something like that. Um, but it's about like all these um, greaser kind of kids. Um, and the movie version has like Emilio Estevez, Matt Dillon, Rob Lowe. Um, hey, that's a good group. Oh, there's there's more in that too. Um, anyway, a lot of people will be familiar with the Outsiders, but the Outsiders employs this poem. That's a poem by Robert Frost called "Nothing Gold Can Stay," and the famous quote, which I'm sure you've heard from the movie before, is "Stay Gold, Pony Boy," is what they yep. and it's it's from that poem, and that's totally every her little everything new phase reminded me of that Robert Frost poem that I wrote in all caps: "Stay Gold, Pony Boy," about Liz Taylor. Um, but Liz kind of is the, I mean, Liz and I was both, we kind of realized are the keeper, keeper of secrets. You know, we, we've talked, they've talked before about how like they're just kind of ignored. Um, they're invisible and just kind of treated like shit. And it's in this episode that really, um, they force people to notice them. I guess you would say a little bit. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it's, you know, in the beginning, in the, in the cold open, Liz talks about, you know, the people that come in and how she can tell what's up and what they want and what they're doing and then she ends on the old couple who are there for a suicide pact because they're they're ready to end their lives on their terms um, right because the wife has terminal cancer or something yeah. like that i thought i would i mean i and it's it in like after they do kill themselves she looks at them and like i think she puts her hand on her heart or something and just says it's just so beautiful <laughs> And because, I mean, and that's, I think, one of the themes of this uh, this episode is, you know, going out on your own terms, how you want to do things. Obviously, at the end, we know that. But also the, uh, you know, and the other theme is unfinished business. But, and parenting. It's always been parenting. Uh, but the old people suicide thing, it was it was very cool and how it, how it introduced the idea of, you know, going, these people wanting to go out on their terms. But I thought it was kind of a, forced to have liz taylor all of a sudden be suicidal about tristan <laughs> i don't know look i mean again i don't know a little bit of a push just because i think liz taylor's better than tristan but uh I, I definitely i don't know what she sees in tristan obviously i was never a fan of that character but um we know how much she loved him however you're right i feel like we should have gotten a little bit of a hint of this in the past yeah a little bit of a device it's been a little while since tristan has passed now and so yeah. i mean and they dated for two days <laughs> Yeah, two hot, steamy days, though. <laughs> um, obviously, she's been stewing about this for a while. And is planning to kill herself until Iris stops her because she doesn't... She Iris makes the point you don't want to get left here with unfinished business, right? Right. Um, and so they kind of decide that they're going to um, tie up some loose ends, basically, and then they'll go out together. And so what is Liz's unfinished business? Her son. Her, yep, Douglas. Mm-hmm. I, was trying, I was trying to think of his name. Douglas. Right. Bringing, uh, tying things up with Douglas. Has seen very him. briefly. Mm-hmm. And I think we even commented that she was kind of a dick to Douglas back when she was in Omaha or wherever they lived before. But at the same time, I mean, she obviously wasn't very happy with herself at that point. In time, right. So I don't think it was. It's not comment. forgivable, but it's understandable why she was an ass. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why she's so obviously. Torn um, up. Right. About. That is her unfinished business. It's been 31 years since she's seen him. And she tells Miss Evers that she sent money and he, she would get the bank statements back and he would cash the checks and stuff like that. So he, he Douglas, knew that, or he knew of his father still. And, uh, and Liz knew that she was helping in some form, but it's still not the, 
uh, closure or, or that relationship closure that she needs to make sure that he's all right and he knows who she is. So talking about her timeline a little bit here, in real life, Dennis O'Hare is 53 years old. Now, how old do you think he was supposed to be when he had that son and when he left his wife? Uh, 31. I mean, this is 31 years ago, supposedly. And in, I would say in those flashbacks, he, he looks like seemed like he was 40. in his 40s. Yeah. yeah. Which in this case would then make, you know, make um, Liz 70s, which obviously... The stretch. He's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. That's the one thing that I, I I thought about too. Thirty-one years is kind of a long time. It may have been a little. Again, we, this is American Horror Story logic, so we probably should not focus too much on it. But yeah, it, I don't know if maybe we have been fooled, and Liz Taylor actually also has the blood. <laughs> virus. That's what I was, and see, that's what I was thinking. Is like, is there something more to this than we? Realize does she have some kind of anti-aging effect? Does the Countess do something to do? I mean, we've never seen her feed. Right. So, probably not. I don't know. Maybe that's just an oversight. <laughs> or like, a, eh, well, it doesn't matter that much to the writers. Maybe she just buys the most expensive anti-aging creams. <laughs> exactly. Or maybe she was, well, maybe they, she was supposed to be younger in the uh, flashbacks. Was it, it was the 80s, right? Yeah, um, but definitely. And the son, how old was the son, though? He looked like he was probably 10. Yeah, maybe so the eight, son's supposed like to be 40. 8 to 10, right? I'm trying to, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe the son was, maybe the son was more supposed to be like 5. I, I don't know. Sometimes I can't tell how old yeah. the kid is. So. I mean, if it had been like a 3-year-old and, you know, that, and then they brought in a someone my age <laughs> i mean this kid was old enough to like draw a picture maybe it was like five i guess yeah um but so okay but yeah liz t- uh, looks the same age basically so that make him like th- douglas like 36 if he was five right so anyway i don't know yeah the timeline doesn't quite add up but you know maybe we're being nitpicky here um he has miss evers be the one to call his son instead of iris um which is interesting, but I guess he's bribing her with gain, with laundry detergent. There's oxygen in it. <laughs> there is some funny, yeah, funny stuff between the gifts they got her. This, this it's episode. like Christmas morning. <laughs> um, but there's kind of a little old timey rant that Miss Evers goes on about like being a good parent and your your duty as a parent, not your kind of. I mean, but Miss Evers came from even a much more different time than yeah, exactly. When Liz came yeah, she says, "What are you gonna do when that boy walks in? The boy that you know, you th- he he throw the ball in the backyard, and then, and then all of a sudden, that dad isn't there to catch it, and that same boy is about to show up here, and you you know your your expectations, you can't have expectations of uh, resolution here." Right. So she kind of, uh, I would say, increases Liz's anxiety about all this. Yes, she's like, I think she's like, in my time, fairies would never have babies. Because it just makes it more complicated and and disappointing, regardless of how accepting they'd be. It's just more challenging for the kids, mm-hmm. which is very old-timey. Well, yeah, I mean, she's from, what, the 20s or something like that? Yeah. So, obviously, she makes... Liz is then very nervous to meet Douglas. Uh, but when Douglas comes in, he seems like a pretty clean-cut guy. Um, you know, I Liz kind of... Yeah, Liz plays the role of just getting to know him, and we, we get some background info. He's kind of a bland job in Denver, 
Um, at first, I was thinking, like, is he kind of hitting on her? Because it seemed like they were flirting a little bit. But obviously, so do you think he must have known from the beginning? He right? knew from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so time passes and they connect. And, you know, we learn more about Douglas. He has a wife and um, an unpaid mortgage, all this stuff. But he has dreams of opening, opening a kayak company in Boulder. In Boulder. I love it. <laughs> so cliche. Um, but so Liz, great. like, you know, this is obviously a metaphor for what Liz does, about, like, dropping everything to follow your dreams and that being okay. So she kind of, um, I guess, motivates him to, like, go for it. Go yeah. for his dreams, you she know? Says, you should just do it. Just do it. Um, and he kind of relates it to, like, well, my dad did that. Mm-hmm. And left me all alone, you know? And then you I see think... Liz kind of, like, step back and, like, my heart was just breaking. Well, I mean, clearly Douglas intended this on purpose to, like, make her feel a little bit bad. Yeah. Because he was raised by himself, you know? And that's one of um, the questions she would have for him if she was being honest right now. Is like, how did things go? Yeah. Um, and and so I think that's... gently telling her. Not he's, great. Always. Oh, he's real gentle about it. Yeah. I mean, this no, Douglas amazing. is... <laughs> he's a pretty impressive dude. Um, but also, this is kind of a sweet moment, because this is, like, actual... The only real parenting that Liz has done in... 31 years, you know? Yep. And this, and it, it's kind of interesting to note that oftentimes when we see parenting in American Horror Story, it's how terribly, how terrible it can go and who's responsible for it. Is it the parent? Is it the kid? Is it some variable? But this is one time where we see a parent or a kid turn out okay because one of the American Horror Story characters was not involved in their, in their upbringing. <laughs> right. Which, what does that say, Ryan Murphy? <laughs> I mean, when you were watching this, did you did you think Douglas knew throughout this, or did you think that... I didn't in the first one, but I thought because things, w- things were going so well between them that Douglas was going to die at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even... That, I didn't think Someone about was going to get him. Or yeah. he was there secretly to commit suicide. Mm, I didn't see that one either, but I could see where you'd think of both those. I just thought that... I didn't think he knew, and I thought he was going to learn and like blow up. Yeah, or, and, or like that. Him. Right. It, mm-hmm. No matter what, it, they were setting up so nicely that it, the, the only way I thought it was going to go was dark. I would say that this episode actually had a couple of like pretty good surprises that normally yes. I, I wouldn't have anticipated. Um, so Liz and Iris are basically yeah about to, you know, Liz feels like she's... Although, you know, I thought her unfinished business was supposed to be like revealing herself to her son but apparently it was just like reconnecting with him at all so then her and iris were about ready to go and do it and i thought it was really funny that iris had like every weapon and clue laid out on the bed she there was like a buffet of weapons <laughs> nooses and guns there and was, was yeah. probably candlestick in there somewhere iris has like slowly become one of the more comic people in in this world i love it which is funny because that's the same thing they did with kathy bates's character in um oh coven coven yeah, yeah. Which, I don't know that we liked that, because we kind of liked her as a scary villain, and then she just kind of became this annoying yeah, comedic head. character. <laughs> I like her. I like Iris better as a comedic character in this season, because yeah. she was just kind of a boring, bland, like, you know, yeah. uh, Oedipal mother before that. So Yeah, she, she, uh, she, yeah, I think, was it Liz who said to her, like, oh, God, are you a, are you a small arms dealer or something like that? What's going on here? <laughs> They're like knives and pills and... Tons of guns. Uh, yeah, I, anyway. I thought that was entertaining. And, you know, you feel a little bit bad for um, Iris, but I, I'll, we'll talk about that in one minute because this is when um, 
just, you know, obviously before I was, or Liz goes through with it, Doug comes back to the bar and reveals that he knew it was her all along. Not only that, but that he um, pulled the trigger on Boulder, so he took her parenting advice, which means a lot to her. Right. Not only that, not only does you know he know who she is, but um, he accepts her and he wants her to be in his life, which is like it was kind of it was very touching. It was hard. I loved it. There there are two parts of this that really stood out to me. One is when they're having a talk and then he puts his hand on uh, Liz's hand. And he says, Dad, it's not difficult. And I was like, ah, my heart melted. I didn't see that coming. I didn't think it was going to be like a Accepting. happy, end, a happy yeah. ending like that. So I was really pleased. I also love the second part. And this is, this is you might get this reference. You probably got the reference, but like, because you said what it was. But as soon as he said Pedro helped me, I was like, oh, my God. This is a real, real world. Uh, Pedro, Pedro, who had AIDS in San Francisco, was a big formative person for everyone to comprehend. Uh, AIDS uh, and HIV on TV, so that I love. I like that reference. I did put that down, Pedro from More World. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and then I and he also he also said uh, at the end of it, there's plenty of room for another woman in my life. That also, I was like, ah, great. You lines. can't do it now, Liz. You can't die now. You can who be wrote, a dad. Who wrote this episode? Did you catch that? James Wong. Okay, and he's done some. He's also an executive producer on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought that this, uh, I, I liked a lot of this dialogue and back and forth. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was really touching. And it was authentic. I mean, obviously, Dennis O'Hare is a great actor and killing it as Liz. But I thought, yeah, Douglas did a great job, too. And yep, yep. Their dynamic was uh, excellent. It was really good. Well done. Very, like, subtle, but heartfelt. And not overly dramatic and wrought with, like, tears and stuff like that. It was, it was, it was all gently handled. I loved it. Right. So then Liz goes back to tell Irish she's not going to go through with it. And um, <laughs> this was just weird how Iris had made the tribute video. I love this, though. It was so great. Like, with all the cats and the, like, right. So while stock images of flowers. While Liz is, is like, reconciling with her long-lost son, um, Iris is on, like, iMovie making this, like... <laughs> Animals hugging each other, all sets of Leanne Womax, I hope you dance. This <laughs> is amazing. I loved it. It, oh. uh, it was almost up there. It's not the same at all because it wasn't as shocking or surprising. But to a, a much, much lesser degree, it's like the name game where it's just something so silly and out of place that I, it, 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 it was nice. I liked it. It was really funny. Yeah, I, I, was I, funny. I thought that was like a, like, yeah, it was so Happy Bates was great random too. out there, but uh, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I think it was a funny, it was a funny device and obviously it made you feel bad for her. Oh, totally. She didn't want to be immortalized by however everyone wanted it. So she wanted to do it on her own terms. So I thought she was going to do this like negative, like F the world, you know, I did, you know, I'm a, but she, no, it's like, like gorillas and tigers hugging and hear me roar and fields of flowers and Oh, I loved it. It was so great. It I hope they like, put that up. The I would, whole thing. It was, it was kind of like how I'd imagine if like my mother or grandmother was to make like an iMovie tribute video, like yeah. what it would end up coming out to look like. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought that was super entertaining. Loved but, it. Um, yeah, Iris is throwing herself a little pity party about being abandoned and everything, but Liz is like, no, you're not. You're here with me. Um, Let's do this together. We're a team. What if we could essentially like make the Hotel Cortez into like a badass real hotel? The exotic best, or the the um, exotic that, best marigold hotel, right? Yeah, she, yeah. She even drops that name. <laughs> Love it. So I was, yeah, and I was thinking to myself here, like, how the hell are they gonna pull that off when the dead spirit of James March is slaughtering people all the time in this place? But yeah, 
Um, it'll be interesting. Maybe they'll burn the whole thing down, you know, raise it all and rebuild. I think, okay, so initial predictions. I think that we just got a clue as to how this is ending. Um, at least I, I would predict now that they end up opening it. It is a, a like I pray that happens because I want to go to that hotel. That would be awesome. They want to go out and, and they're going to, they, I mean, they said like one last blazing final act. And I think a part of it's what we saw at the end, which was them shooting up the countess, but B it could. And I hope it does in a optimistic way, them opening up their own hotel or just taking control of, of the hotel Cortez and making it what they want. My ideal ending right now after this episode would be a to end on a YouTube video ad for the newly opened Hotel Cortez made by, by Iris. Iris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Featuring her in this time. I'm in. I love it. I yeah. love it. So fingers crossed on that. I'll give it its first Yelp review. So let's talk about John Lowe for a minute here. Ugh, this um, is the worst storyline, I thought. Right. I, I think I'd agree with that. Um, so he, we know he's collected ears now. Um, went into like a pagan, yeah, I thought just some little mini center. cult, <laughs> um, and just not even very like cleanly. No, he just um, goes and starts stabbing them, kills the people in here. Um, obviously, he's fulfilling the false gods, so I think he's got one more left, yeah. which is "Thou shalt not kill," isn't it? Right. Yep. I think on the actual thing it says "Thou shalt not murder," so yeah. obviously we're saving that one for the end right um and after that he will be free i think at least according to sally what that exactly means it sounds like he's kind of willing to keep on going and killing um but anyway we have um james march and the co- lower the talking oh yeah. Oh, yeah, oh yeah he has like that horrible fire torture chamber um I think that must be the contractor that built the new vault. Yeah, that was supposed to do it, and yeah, I loved it. It was like I'm a contractor. I'm I'm uh po- like optimistically predicted or whatever. It makes optimistic predictions. This was morbid. I mean, yeah, it was pretty gross. Marsh um, is just evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, greatly played by Evan Peters. Again. Yeah. Um, one thing we I think this is a reveal here. I mean, it's kind of off to the side, like. Subtle. Did we know for certain before that um, the Countess was the one that turned March into the police? No, I, I I don't think we did. I don't think we did either, but he said it as such an aside that it was yeah. like you didn't really... Um, I remember that. I remember that, but I don't... I don't yeah, and I tried to rack my brain, but then something else happened and I got lost. Right, so I think March here reveals that it was the Countess that turned him in, um, which is the uh, like ultimate betrayal, so no wonder he... And that was she didn't even know that Valentino and Natasha had been put in the wall at that point in time. Um, but Lowe kind of petitions to March that he's not going to finish the Ten Commandments killer's work or continue on this project of like interestingly themed related murders until um, he, gets he tells him until he finds out about Alex. Which it seems like Elliston he's got gotten after this latest murder he has a little bit of coherence for some reason. Yeah. Um, even after he was nuts. Uh, I, John, um, Wes Bentley's like John Lowe eyes. I really like his John Lowe eyes yes. when he's like doing his crazy eyes. I think it's yeah, you can tell when he's being crazy, John. Crazy, and when he's got like, actually got a little bit of conscious conscience. So um, anyway, we he he does find Alex obviously, and they um, have a little bit of a standoff. Uh, 
Alex, this episode does not end up learning that Lowe is a serial killer. Right. Not yet. But he does learn that Alex has become a vampire. And does he? he? Does he know for certain? Does she say it? I forget. I guess you're right. I guess he doesn't even... I guess he doesn't know that she's... I mean, he knows... Necessarily. He knows that she's at the hotel. Yeah, and that she, and that Holden is, because he's going to stay that way forever, is what she tells him. Spe- that's a good point. Like, I don't even know that Mar- or that Lowe is even, like, knows anything about the blood virus, now that I think about it. Other than, like... Well, he must, he must by the time he sees all these little kids doing it, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, true, I think, yeah. Because I think she'd have to explain it to... Yeah, they to don't, get to that point. Yeah, they don't do a lot of talking about stuff, Alex and John, except for post-coital. Well, you know, they kind of have this awkward, like, face-to-face because they haven't seen each other in such a long time. Right. Lo, Lo brings up Scarlett, and they're just kind of... It's so funny how they're just both like, yeah, we're bad parents. They just, like, shrug yeah. off and don't yeah. really... Ah, she's the grandmas. That's cool. <laughs> grandmas better parents than we are. Um, which is may or may not be true, considering... Obviously, well, I think it definitely is true that they're shitty parents. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely true, and she probably is better off. But it is funny how they just like shipped her out of the seasons. I don't think I don't know that we'll see Scarlet again. I know Scarlet only. I was reading something earlier. It's like Scarlet's only role was to show them the hotel or show them um, where Lachlan or not Lachlan um, Holden was. Yep, and mm-hmm. then that and that's the last we saw of her. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. except for the one time that John was trying to shoot Bartholomew. And and Scarlet screamed to him like, "Get away from me!" <laughs> well, like, I think that pretty much cemented his bad parents. Status. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Scarlet, the only one with brains on this show. Mm-hmm. And now she's gone, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Alex kind of relates the whole thing with the Countess, how the Countess has threatened to kill her essentially if she doesn't stop the spread of the kids. Right. Um, and so Lo forgives Alex like real Super crazy fast. quickly. Um, I mean, clearly he's like desperately in love with her and wants to get back, I guess. And maybe he just wants to spend time with Holden. Also, he's crazy. Yeah. I think it's all these things. Um, but I thought it was, I didn't think it was like very funny how like he was like, you kept Holden from me. You didn't tell me about Holden. Okay, I'll go do this thing for you. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I made an army of, or there's this army of, uh, brats, vampire brats that I'm responsible for. And the countess says I have to fix it. Mm-hmm. Also, Alex seems like way more healthy now than she yeah, did for a while, yeah. so she must be like actually feeding more regularly and not so, uh, you know, picky about her subjects that she yeah. drinks and stuff like that. She's such a weird character. I'd, I can't wait to break her down like once the season's over. I don't Unless, like her. <laughs> well, I mean, we have a, we have two Oedipal mothers in this show, really, mm-hmm. between her and, and Iris, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah. Also, wasn't the point of the kids? That like the kids like Holden was so that the Countess could feed off of them. Yes, yes, that's what it was. Like it purified the blood. Like they were a filter or something. I, f- I feel like is what it was. Right. So is Alex like cool? I mean, I guess she doesn't have a real choice. Yeah. But is she also feeding off of them, or is the Countess feeding off of her? I, you know, it's a good question. I mean, I th- I assume she was still just like stealing bags of blood from the from the hospital, maybe. Yeah, I guess. She also, could is gl- she working there still? <laughs> I, I get the impression that she's like you know she's wearing her weird like oh yeah black smock thing all the time that yeah. she's just like full time nanny now or something, um, but it's really the since the very beginning I would say the connection between the countess and like why she needs these kids has never been fully explained mm-hmm. or like really gone into detail, right? But but here we are introduced to Kimmy, Kimmy we hardly knew you. 
Oh yeah, Kimmy who has measles or whatever. The Why do some of them disease? have measles and some of them don't? I think it's because they're not feeding enough. There's too oh. many of them, and they're not. They need the clean blood to stay healthy. And it's like it doesn't actually fix the virus; it just suppresses the virus. Is mm. what it seems like. Okay. And so when they're not feeding enough, they don't get. And so I, it seems like none of them are feeding enough because there's too many of them, and so they're all pretty sickly. Or the other thing I was thinking is the the original kid. I forget his name. Billy Max. 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 Um, he looks. His skin looks clean. But then all the, I think most of the other kids look like they've got measles or marks, so I don't know if because they drank his blood. Well, it's like him and Bandana Kid um, were like seem like the two like leaders that are just going to go. Yeah. And they're a little bit more willing to slaughter people than some of the others. Yeah. Know? Well, and now I've – well, what do you – so, okay. Well, they – so Alex tries to save Kimmy, doesn't save Kimmy, and the kids were like, we told you not to come back here, get out of here, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, actually, you come with us. We'll help you. We'll get you taken care of. We got a place. And they convinced the kids to go to the hotel. Duh. Not just the hotel. Straight into the vault, pretty much. Yeah, right into the vault. Go down there. There's some uh, there's some doors and some rooms, and we'll bring you something to eat. Even though she had like punch a code in to open it, open up the door. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, come on, uh, kids. You know, they're pretty dumb, gullible kids, clearly. Um, and we knew Ramona was still lurking in there. Um, it was pretty creepy when they wander in and they see Drake's body. I mean, yeah. I didn't feel that bad for these kids because they're kind of bastards. They are. Um, they are bastards. And so they kind of had it come to him. So uh, this is how, I mean, Ramona ends up like implying that she's feeding on them, right? I think we can assume these kids are dead. But she says, that... mm, like mama got appetizers. Right. But. So, so first of all, interesting thing. I don't know that we've seen vampires feed on other vampires before, necessarily. I don't think we have. We've seen them so taste each other's blood, but not, like, feed. Right. Well, I, th- then again, I guess, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Exactly. We haven't seen them, like, actually like, I'm drink straight from the body. But they yeah, they do filter it out. That, uh, also, um, if she didn't notice these kids were sick, then Ramona's going to have the virus. She could. Or... Or she just found a little army of kids to work for her. That's true. We don't know for sure that she actually killed them. Yeah. She might have. She might be making, or I don't know what she could do, but she could try to make like the little child army um, that uh, the countess like used to feed herself with. Except there's only really one kid. I get. Well, I don't. Yeah, like you said, the measles thing. That'll be interesting. Hey, get down. Yeah, Ramona might become like the real Lord of the Flies. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I was, I my first impression was so my thought was that Ramona fed on them and then she was probably going to get the disease from them. But I think that's an interesting point. We don't know for sure that they're dead. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Now we have Alex and Lo like almost have sex again. This has happened like a few times. Alex keeps giving. Lo I think some they blue, do blue balls. I, I but I thought that it seemed like she was like about to and then pulled back. Did they do it? I think that was postcoital. I think they did it and then then they're talking about how you know like oh how they're gonna have a life together. Kind do, of. How do we make this work? Do we, you know what about the papers? And then she even asks like how has life changed since I gave you the papers? And it's like girl, are you not watching the show? Like everything has changed. You're a vampire. He's a serial killer. <laughs> Well, she doesn't know about a serial killer yet still. Yeah. There's a child army you created. Well, so here's the question. I I mean, 
I assume that she will care and that it'll be a big deal because there's a reason that they haven't revealed that to her yet. But at the same time, it's not like she's all that much better. She, re- Yeah, she retained her, like, morality by, like, save, you know... Um, she has more of a moral compass than a lot of the other vampires do, obviously, because yes. she went out of her way to try to save Max. But she's responsible for, like, the slaughter of so many people because of that. Agreed. So even, even with John Lowe, like, going out and, like, killing people... Alex has far more blood on her hands, just in, like, gross number because right. of that. From negligence. Right. So I don't know. I mean, seems like it'd be pretty hypocritical. But then again, I think that, that she's kind of known to be hypocritical anyway. Yeah. Just how she totally blamed all the parenting issues on Lo before. So I don't, I'm not a huge fan of them being uh, back together or whatever. But she's, she's like, I really like this new John Lowe. There's something behind your eyes, blah, 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 blah. You know, because um, obviously, A, Holden is back, which maybe if you'd realized that that was what was fucking really him up the, the whole time yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, he found his purpose in serial killing and vigilante justice, so to speak. Um, you know, he's like Batman, except he actually kills people. No, you're not, you know who's not happy about this uh, reconnection? Oh, Sally is pissed. Pissed. Um, and he makes this connection that I don't think we really thought of before that like sally's like his drug and i think obviously that's interesting that you know she was a drug addict right but she's kind of like his heroine a little bit um hit it and quit it you know <laughs> yeah and he does and she is not happy about it um you know she wants commitment she wants a real relationship and basically like, she wants to yeah and he tells her, like I, well, listen i got scarlet i gotta try to fix this for her even though he doesn't really care i don't know yeah whatever and then she, well, and she even calls him out on it. She's like, "Nah, you don't give a shit about anybody else. This is for you and yep. your selfish desires." And he's like, "Yeah, I think you're right." <laughs> <laughs> and then she tries to kill him because yeah. uh, she's clearly, you know, he clearly has unfinished business. So he would just be dead body hanging out at the hotel forever with her. Yep. Um, he he'd probably be pretty pissed about that, but I guess he'd have eternity to get over it, and they could get back together. And apparently, dead spirits can still have satisfying sex. So. Mm-hmm. You know, and get drunk just, uh, and do drugs. Right. Uh, so, will she be the one to kill him in the end? Sally killing Lowe? That'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean, she swore on her soul as they're walking out hand in hand, or how, as he's walking out hand in hand with, with Holden and uh, Lowe, or sorry, and Alex, that she's going she's gonna to kill him. It's, I would say that that seems too obvious at this point in time. Although, I mean... We could see it coming. I think that maybe what's more, you know, what would be more damaging to him, really, is if she killed uh, Alex or killed Holden. Ooh, ooh. I mean, he'd never forgive her for that, probably. But I mean, that's uh, that's the other part, like of the other storyline we're going to get into, killing everyone else's lovers to piss, like to to help themselves out, but also to hurt the other person. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of um, spurned lovers in this season mm-hmm. that is that is another ongoing theme i would say for sure um so you know low this is like the big moment where they reconnect is alex takes low to like see holden um and they kind of have this, like, this pretty touching reconnection we don't really like holden doesn't really give any indication why he was fucking with low for so long like yeah. running down the hallways like, and daddy. stuff like and then run hi daddy I mean, but, I mean, obviously, Holden had seen his dad around there for the past five years, uh, being nuts. Yeah. But Holden's a pretty screwed-up kid at this point anyway. So are they just going to go, like, two vampires and a serial killer and go live with Scarlet? Go live happily after with their regular daughter. That that worries me. 
Yeah, I mean, Scarlet's probably going to die in one way or even. I mean, or I think Scarlet's we smart. She die. She's like, nah, I'm good. I'm with Nana now. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, this kind of ends with just like them walking out, and clearly that's, you know, what's going to draw them back to the Hotel Cortez is not entirely clear. You know what? It probably is going to be Alex somehow finding out that Lo is a serial killer. Oh, yeah. Sure. Or um, something March does to get John Lowe back. There's a, there's, there's a few people that want John back, at least, which is Sally. Sally and March, and but neither one of them can leave the hotel. I'm guessing the Countess might want Alex back because of the army of kids. The Countess has a lot of shit going on right now, though. Yeah, she doesn't true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's going to watch all those kids now? That <laughs> I, think, I seriously think Ramona's going to like build herself a little army now. She's like got to be even more pissed now because she got burned by Donovan, who I'm done with him. I used to like him, and I'm done with him. <laughs> so let's talk about Donovan a little bit. Um, we kind of have these parallel scenes going on where Donovan confronts Valentina at the same time the Countess confronts Natasha. Um, and they both have the same issue with that person, which is like, you're in the way of me and my lover. Mm-hmm, exactly. And they, and they both, like, Val- Valentina and Natasha are like, well, I've got a knife. And then basically we have like a crocodile Dundee moment here where they're like, you idiots, this is the 21st century. I've got a gun. That's also in um, Indiana Jones. It is in Indiana Jones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and they both do it and they're like, I forget, what, I, I want to remember what the lines are that both Donovan and like Gaga or the Countess like rolls her eyes and goes like, ugh, and just like shoots her. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So um, pretty like anticlimactic deaths for Finn Wittruck. Um, here in his reincarnation. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, it was necessary for the plot. And and Donovan's, like, really dark because he just shoots his face up to be, like, even more vindictive and malicious and ugh, dark. Morbid. Yeah. And then he talks about his cheekbones for days. Yeah. <laughs> and when he was saying that, I was looking at... Um, I was looking at Matt Bomer. I was like, yeah, all right. I see it. Yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> <laughs> I th- what did you think about the way they did these parallel scenes? I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was cool, too. And uh, Bradley Buecher was the director for this episode, and he does a few of them, and he's also an executive producer. But that, was, this was pretty cool. And there was a little touch of comedy in there, and I, I love when American Horror Story can just uh, sprinkle a little bit of that in there, but still have it be dark and, mm-hmm. you know. I'm kind of tr- trying to remember, did they just flip back and forth, or was there some split-screen action here? Was it uh, just back they, and forth? I think they just back and forth. I don't I don't remember any split screen. Yeah. That would have been very cool. That's very um like well that's very like Tarantino or uh Fargo's been doing that uh, this season in Fargo and I it's need been to awesome. watch that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked it. Uh so I loved this is another big surprise to me, is when the Countess is reporting Will Drake's death and then he like bursts in. I thought that was awesome. Awesome. Loved it happy that happened and just kind of surprised that at first i was like oh did did the um the ramona turn him and they broke out but nah, he's just a ghost now i I remember that he died and i just i didn't think about him having unfinished business Mm -hmm. i guess we don't really know what his unfinished business is to avenge his death take care of his son yeah see the Um, renovations through (laughs) (laughs) design some you know refine his design muse um, but yes, I thought it was like very unexpected and enjoyable, and like it's, I was finally like, yeah, I like Will Drake now. He's not such like a naive idiot anymore. Yeah. He's she, like, yeah, Gaga annoying. even or Countess even says like, you're much smarter. Uh, you are. You're much smarter in death than you were in life. Don't like, like, don't 
don't change. Like, make, make sure it stays that way. And he is. Oh. And I liked his line that he was like, he said to the police, like, I was exploring the new renovation on the seventh floor and got lost for two days. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That's very, yeah. um, and I read this from someone else. So I think the AV Club uh, said this, but it was uh, um, that line. And for people who've watched this show, feels like it came right, right out of 30 Rock. Yes, it did. Like, uh, you could see, like, uh, Tracy Jordan saying that. Uh, <laughs> I got that lost was... for two days. <laughs> that was pretty... That was funny. One thing I also really noticed with how they did the Countess up um, in this scene and in this particular episode, like, the way her hair is styled and, like, the, obviously that platinum blonde that's, like, her... Signature. Trademark hair. Yeah. Um, she very much reminded me of Kim Novak in uh, Vertigo. Yes. It was, like, I... a Hitchcock blonde, you know? I... And that... A, that's my favorite Hitchcock film, but B, spot on, right? Totally. I bet that yeah. was. I bet that was a nod too. It seemed intentional, and yeah. I mean, obviously, Hitchcock is the king of suspense, oh, and so love it. Yeah, him. He's yeah, amazing. Yeah, so I thought that was. I thought that was pretty cool as well. Um, but you know, they have a little exchange here where basically the Countess implies that she's either going to a kill Lachlan or b turn him into a vampire and then take everything he has. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I'm kind of surprised she hadn't turned him into a vampire already. I know. I thought, yeah, with his beautiful long hair, I was like, this kid is just born to be a, one of her little child blood banks. <laughs> and James March just kind of, he's just like trolling the he, I now. love he, he, just, <laughs> he just pops up to like rub salt and wounds and stuff. <laughs> I told you not to kill him on the premises. Yeah. You know, and he, he, like, I think she like tells him basically to screw off or something yeah. like that. He kind of like gives like this like little, uh, uh, like saucy look into the camera like ooh I know just, when he I'm looks into being... the camera he goes it's like a kind of a surprise like gleeful like 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 eyes open like yeah <laughs> <laughs> Evan Peters awesome yeah Love he's him. been he's been so entertaining so Donovan and the Countess's dinner um, the Countess gives him the task to go pick up Will Drake's body in the basement and to put Ramona back in the Iron Maiden um does she really mean this, or is like, is she like? Obviously, she would suspect Ramona would then attack Donovan because Ramona's got to be pissed at Donovan for you know, oh, for double crossing, her. stabbing in the back. So she's like, you know, we know that the Countess is hoping to just go spend her time with Valentino at this point. So is that like her trick to then like maybe lock him in the vault as well? Like, is she is was this her idea to get rid of Donovan too? I think so. Because obviously she doesn't mean anything. I, yeah, it's hard with the with the Countess. Just because I never trust her anymore. But, I don't know. And Donovan very cruelly reveals here that Valentina's dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, she immediately runs out to go find him and then cries all over his dead body. I didn't. I did not like the line, he can't even text and don't try to FaceTime. Although that's kind of <laughs> funny, I guess. Just a little. He's got some like dumb lines. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was just Matt Bomer's delivery that was not as effective. But so let's talk about his little hotline bling celebration dance. So out of the blue, so random. I love that song. So I was feeling it. <laughs> it was really funny. That, that like there was a couple moments like that, and then like Iris's video and stuff in this episode that were like, where this the hell did that so come out from? Of, yeah, but I kind of enjoyed it. Actually. Yeah, me too. And, you know, uh, Donnie is here trying to justify what he did to the Countess. Um, and he really expects to be killed, you know? He knew that this was what it was going to come to, but in some way he, like, expects that sacrifice to be the only way to truly prove to her that um, he actually loves her. And maybe he thinks, you know, 
maybe he thinks he'll come back with some unfinished business kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I also, I mean, yeah, and that could be possible, but I don't know. The he's he went. Maybe it's just because he was a scorned lover at one point, but he's completely like just on her nuts now, and and like obviously will do anything to get to her, and she is crying because a she lost uh, uh, Valentino, but. I think she's, as we find, she's really impressed and deeply affected by how loyal he is. Donovan? Yeah. Well, I mean, let's face it. Donovan, clearly, he came into this season with, like, being known for addiction issues. Oh, that's a good point. um, That's a very good point. In his renewed vampire state, she is his addiction. Yep. Frankly, you know? Um only other side thing I want to point out in this scene was I actually think this is some of Lady Gaga's weaker work. I was just not really convinced with her tears and her delivery. Over Valentino and stuff. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know. She's, she was better being the doughy-eyed like flashback. That was really great. And then when she was just doing her video music acting where she just goes around like poses and says like a line or two. So that was okay. But this one I was like, eh, this isn't as strong. And it's kind of surprising because she's I thought she's just been getting better, but well, I mean, I guess we're taking her character now in the Seriously. modern, which is supposed to be like pretty cold-hearted. Yeah. And now she's like gonna trying to be more emotional. And again, when we haven't seen any real emotion from that character, right? And you're right. I I just think I agree with you that it doesn't seem as. And she got nominated for Golden Globe, and no one else did. Liz Taylor didn't. Miss um, Evers didn't. Evan Peters didn't. Right, right, right. Those I, are, I, mean, I think they're stronger. I agree, and hopefully the Emmys will recognize a little bit wider. Um, cast than just Lady Gaga. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I think that considering, like, I didn't have high expectations for her going into the right. season, I, I think she has done a very good Absolutely. job. Absolutely. Yes. And I like some of the conversation they have here. Um, some of these, like, symbolism, how Donovan says, like, you made me in Valentino's image. And you will never like, be him. Yeah. And here's like, and that's why I had to kill him. I thought that was, I mean. It, was, it made logical sense of what, I mean, it's terrible reasons and whatever. But yeah, I agree. Good writing. Good dialogue. Yeah, the the writing was the writing was very good this episode overall. Mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Um, also, but then they had like a peculiar music choice here when like she's stroking him and like about to kill him, and she's like, "You really do? You're gonna go through with it?" And she has like her metal claw, on. and then Liz and Iris Boondock Saint the shit out of this, busting in with their guns blazing. That's totally what I thought of was the Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints slash. Um, uh, uh, Oh God, what's the two the two women drive off a cliff at the end of the movie? Spoiler alert! Oh, Thel- Thelma, Thelma Louise. Louise, kind of Thelma mm-hmm. Louise too. And it, I mean, and it's also very Tarantino esque, kind of too. Like yeah. you mentioned before, totally. the way they like busted Kill Bill. Him. Yeah, I loved it. Was it. it was great. Busted guns blazing. And seeing Iris and Liz together, who have dealt with this for so many years. Well, and Iris obviously. Coming in to kill her son. That's what I want to ask. So do you think they're aiming at just the Countess, or do you think they're shooting up Donovan, too? No, I think that the Iris has been, like, she realizes that, like, Donovan is kind of a shit. Yeah. I think she's finally had that realization, probably thanks to Liz Taylor, and she doesn't need... You know, part of why I think that Iris cared so much about Donovan is she he was all she had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas now, like, that she, and she, you know how lonely, you see how lonely she thought she was, and she was talking about how she'd been abandoned by everybody and was going to die, but Liz is like, no, I'm your real friend, I'm going to be here for you, yep. let's have this life together, and I think that it kind of, it's more been more of a re, um, rejuvenation 
for Iris then turning into a vampire was, you know? Right. It's like having an actual person she can connect with who's nice to her. is isn't, like, abusive. Emotionally abusive. So, yeah, I think they're coming in to slaughter everybody, and this is where uh, this episode obviously ends. What a cliffhanger. Um, Perfect for the end, uh, for our little break here, before we come back next year. So, intentionally, I think, we don't see any of Donovan or the Countess in the... Um, we do see the Countess. To- we do, but do we? we but we don't know if it's a flashback or we have. No, I mean, with this show, you never have any idea, or if it's a ghost or whatnot. But we do see her, and it looks like she's in the elevator or something like that. Oh, so maybe she's not actually dead. I well, mean, then we see, also see a body, like getting wheeled out with a sheet on it. I went back and watched this twice to to see, and so I think we're supposed to assume that that might be the Countess. Mm-hmm. But of course, no one ever I mean, dies that, on this show. So well, that's what I was going to ask you is if you think no. Here's the three levels. Are they a? Did they successfully shoot them and kill them and then turn them into vampire? Or then turn them into not vampires, Ghosts. a ghost. B. Do they actually shoot and kill them? Or C. Do they not kill them even at all and they survive somehow? I think ghost is the likely outcome here. I think Donovan is might be gone. Donovan might thought, be gone. I agree because I think we were leading up to that anyway. You know, with the Countess yeah. about to yeah. be done with him. Yeah. I agree. The Countess is like, not done. She's going to go. I mean, she, if she does go out, she'll, she will go out something like what happened to her, but we're going to see it. Yeah. And I think that um, Donovan has kind of played his course, is what it seems like. Yeah. Now. He did what he needed. He... The only way his storyline could go on is if he's been actually fooling the Countess the whole time and Ramona, he works with Ramona again. Or Ramona kills him because she double crossed, because he double crossed her. Right. My inclination, though, is to think that maybe he's gone. Yeah. The Countess, you're right. I think that she probably has more. We'll see her one or two more times. Like, I mean, she really, I mean, she essentially took the Jessica Lange role in this, in this season. And Jessica Lange would not die in episode 10 and not not see her for three more episodes. Agreed. Also, you know, I can't help but think James March is not going to be all that happy about, you know. Yeah. He, He somewhat remains loyal to the Countess, even though she doesn't give a shit about him. Right. And so I could see him having a little bit of a vendetta here with Iris or Liz after this. Ooh, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. New enemies. Uh, so... Um, there's some theories and things I want to talk about and a little bit more about previews for what's coming up. But before we go into that, do you want to go ahead and rate this episode? Yes, I give this four stars. I thought it was solid. It wasn't absolutely amazing. It wasn't terrible. It was just one of those ones that a lot... No, 4.25. I just changed it. 4.25. Because of because of those few moments of uh, comic relief that were much sharper and funnier than, the, than it has been this season. Um, I really liked Iris and Liz teaming up. I really like uh, Liz's reconnection with her son, even though it seems like a lot of the focus was on those scenes. It was There were strong scenes. And B, it felt nice that we had had hints of Liz's life previously with how she felt about her son. So we it, it felt more organic than a lot of the, the uh, narrative uh, uh, stories that happen that, that pop in out of the blue. It's like, what? why are we talking about that? This one felt organic. Um, I really like uh, uh, that we're kind of hopefully losing some characters now. So we're starting to get down to the core, uh, like climax, the core finale. Uh, and I would only say that I hope that this this kind of sets the tone for uh, some serious implications for the hotel down the road. So 4.25. I think that I'm going to give it a four and a half. Woo! 
um, which may be my best review of this season. I'm not sure. I don't remember the past ones exactly. But the only reason it's not like a 4.75 or a 5 is because of that John Lowe, Alex storyline, which I didn't that, think yeah. was terrific. But I thought that the Liz Taylor storyline with Iris, um, and obviously with her son, and then I really liked the one between Donovan and Countess, too. I thought they were excellent. I thought yeah. the writing was very well done. I thought there was some like good kind of creepy parts in this with excellent comedic bizarre comedic relief that i very much enjoyed i hope someone makes i think i hope they put up the full video of iris's um farewell yes. on story.com or whatever that'd be so great yeah that would be hilarious um yes so i i, I do that was a great episode so for uh, 8.75 that's a b plus i kind of almost wanted to give it like just so it gets a like, minus, uh, an A minus. I might even bump it up to four and three quarters because it was. I really liked this episode. Nice. Um, and I thought like, just because there was some genuinely also in addition to the dialogue being very good and like some very com- good comedic moments, there was like some good unexpected things that happened that were cool. I, I appreciated. It, yeah. Being surprised is something that American Horror Story can pull off sometimes really well, and that happened in this uh, in this episode. It, but sometimes when they do it in the past, it doesn't seem organic. Where these right. actually seem like some of the surprises made. I mean, they actually made sense. Remind so. me also um, when when they come blazing through. Hotline Bling is playing again, right? Yes, I think it is. Love mm-hmm. it. I love it. Also, I, I gonna give some kudos to James Wong, the writer for this episode, also because this is the first time we've seen investigators come interview anyone at the hotel about a missing person. Yeah, for sure. For Absurd. Real. Even, of course, it has to be even the hotel though that was owner. staged by the Countess. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, oh my god, someone's actually looking into the disappearance of someone. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought this was. I thought it was a really solid episode. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah, and the Liz Liz Taylor Douglas thing was awesome too. Um, so some things to consider, you know, going into the break. Uh, Gabrielle Sidibe is coming back. Yay. Love her. As we see. Also, Emma Roberts is supposed to show up in this season. Oh, cool. Um, and her character has still not been disclosed. It was a big secret. It makes me think that maybe she's returning as a Madison character. Montgomery? Yeah, as a past as a past character she's played. And so it would either be Madison Montgomery. I can't imagine it's the character from um, Freak Show. So yeah. really it would have to be Madison Montgomery. Yeah. So that could be interesting. Um... Yeah, so I those are some exciting things to look forward to. Obviously, we're kind of setting up our final dynamics. You know, Sally versus Lowe going into the end here. The big secret that Lowe's still a serial killer and Alex doesn't know about it. Um, we had the big cliffhanger with Iris and Liz versus um, Donovan and Countess, which is not a dynamic I saw coming either, but I very much enjoyed. And Well, actually, I mean, it was kind of satisfying that Liz finally, like, comes in with guns blazing for the Countess, like... Good for you. Yep. Uh, we were heartbroken about her losing Tristan. So, uh, one other thing I wrote down I wanted to mention was so after um, Sally tries to kill John Lowe uh, when he's leaving, there's a split second that that ghost uh, or ghoul or whatever like Drop tries a dildo to cut guy. her hair. Mm-hmm. What's that about? We haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. You're right. I mean, and it seems like she kind of has control of that demon, and maybe she's been holding him back from yeah. attacking Low, and now, and now it's the the cracks are forming. But it's like he's kind of like the addiction demon, and so right. And, seems and like James March mentions mentions it that one time, like mm-hmm. it helps her feed the ghoul that she has created, or the demon she's created, or whatever it is. Yeah, and I'm just that was interesting to remind us really briefly. 
like oh well yeah that guy's still around that, and that creepy thing is still around yeah so hmm. it's another thing to consider um yeah so i guess we kind of threw throughout this episode we've thrown out some of our predictions and like yep. how how we hope this will end um yeah, because we predicted stuff for Countess and Liz Taylor and Iris and Donovan. We predicted stuff for John Lowe and Alex and Sally a little bit. Um, I don't think we're really missing anybody there. I don't know who Gabrielle Sidibe is supposed to be playing. It's not really clear how she fits into anything. Um, we'll find out. That'll be interesting, yeah. Um, we've talked a little bit about uh, ideas for potential... Um, New seasons that we've seen, things that have been hinted at. At one point we talked about the outbreak being one, but I think that because they've carried that storyline on and we've revisited the kids a number of mm-hmm. times, I would say that it's not that as one, likely. Right, I agree. I still think the White House one is, is a good chance. That I mean, we've had good. some comments on Facebook and things that a lot of people think there's some good hints toward that. Um, talking about the haunted, haunted White House, politicians would be an interesting angle we haven't gone before, be very relevant for 2016. So I think that uh, that's still a good possibility. Point. I can't. Yeah. Imagine, it'll be also absolutely absurd and unrealistic when it comes to how politics get done. I'm sure, uh, along the lines of House of Cards and not like uh, Veep. <laughs> Both excellent shows. Yes. Um, and we had a, we also had a suggestion or like a hope, basically from a fan that they would maybe do like a Appalachian sort of um, season, some like backwoods, like Hills Have Eyes kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's like. what I've been thinking actually more recently. I think that could be cool. I think that could be cool, too. I don't know that that was necessarily hinted at in this season, so yeah. I don't know that that's coming up, but I think it would be a cool And we have mentioned it, and I don't know how, if they would do it because it's, it's a little similar to Asylum, but um, like a cult group. Cult. That would be the other one, too. A cult group would also be interesting. Yeah. So I think those are some possibilities, and I, we got to be getting close to finding out. Yep. I feel like we normally find out around, like, what, episode 11, 12 I think so. Also, that reminds me, like, this is generally where a lot of the seasons of American Horror Story start falling apart. <laughs> and then True. this one's actually holding it together fairly well. It's held it through through the middle more than... There's more normally, than like, at this, and more than, Normally, at this point, we're like, oh, my God, how are they going to tie up all these storylines? But I feel like we're... Yeah, this episode... There's been some better writing this season than there has been for a while. So I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Well, uh, obviously going into the break here, everybody, we hope you guys have a very happy holiday, whatever holiday it is you celebrate, or none. Um, hopefully you get a little bit of vacation to sit and relax uh, between AHS, and you can kind of uh, ruminate over it a little bit um, between now and then, and maybe we can all come back with some interesting insights that uh, came to us in our dreams or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, I guess our next episode is not till January. January. Yeah, so we got a little, little ways to go. Um, so happy new year to everybody looking forward to a sweet bright 2016 with some awesome new american horror story and hopefully a strong finish to this season uh chris where can people uh find you between uh, now and then? on all the social media at chris Husted, except snapchat that's uh the chris Husted. chris with a k what about you tyler I am on uh, Twitter and Instagram and those as well, at TJMoss11. And um, you can find me also at Goodreads, at Goodreads at TJMoss11. I do keep uh, what books I'm reading on there and stuff like that. And I love when people share new book ideas with me, and hopefully I can do the same with you. So, yeah, um, check me out on there as well. Uh, so I guess without further ado, you guys, um, safe, safe travels safe again. Travels, and, yeah. And we'll see you next yeah. year. Yeah. Happy hauntings. You used to call me on my cell phone. Late night when you need my 
Call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love And I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing I know when that hotline blink That can only mean one thing Ever since I left the city, you Got a reputation for yourself now Everybody knows